Hi, I'm Peggy, the amputee mommy. And I'm Dave, the bionic blogger. This is Am, the podcast for people with limb loss. Hey Dave, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Peggy. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Did you have a good weekend? My weekend has been good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I've been I've been working more than I cared to. Got some stuff going on at work that's time sensitive, so doing that. But other than that, um, got to spend some time with my wife, which was nice. Very cool. Got to watch the Patriots hammer the Raiders today. Did they? Uh, so they won, obviously. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. been fun. It's these are good times if you're a Boston sports fan like I am. Okay. I I am not so, but I will be happy for you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like the eve of thanksgiving almost. i know and i am so excited i love 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 thanksgiving i love it it not yeah. only is it like you know right in the middle so it's kind of for me in the middle of the holiday season right because we really start with halloween then we have Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's is like the wah, wah, finish it off. So we're like right in the middle of the holiday spirit in my family. And I just, I adore Thanksgiving. I have so much fun. I have so many Thanksgiving-ish adventures planned for this week. I, I just cannot wait. I'm just chomping at the bit. Yeah, Thanksgiving when I was growing up was not a huge one for me. But it has become my favorite holiday, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, but I just like it because it's not – I guess because it's largely not commercialized. It's not about buying lots of stuff. It's just about hanging out, and you get a long weekend out of it, and it's with family. And while that's stressful for many people, it's also it's also can be really fun. So. Right. I'm very much into Thanksgiving, and I could swear, Peggy, I actually went back and looked at our archives. I could swear we've done this podcast at some point in the past, but I can't I find it. So, you know what? It's worth redoing. I think, actually, this could be a yearly thing because I think that – that uh, so, so today's podcast, obviously, we're, we're counting down the top five things that we each respectively are thankful for. And Dave, I, I know that, you know, I think it's a very fluid thing and it's going to change. So it's, it'll be interesting to see next year what stayed in our top five and, and how what what our top five is reflecting how our lives are changing. True. That's true. I think you're right. I think there is some fluidity to it. And without any further ado, I think we should hop into it. All right. Would you like to lead off with your number five? So my number five is actually this year I am finding myself reflective and very thankful for AMPT. It's been something that that we've dreamed about for such a long time and something that has been a goal of mine for even longer. Um, and to see it finally starting to to gain some get its wings and come to fruition has just really been a joy this year and really starting to get to know the amped community and to have some feedback that our resources are being used and i'm just i'm really thankful that the community has been so receptive and so opening open 
to us coming in and trying to fill these voids? Well, I could have very easily chosen this one as well. You beat me to it. Um, and I think it's a great, a great pick. It's definitely a top five pick. Um, and, you know, I, I would echo everything you said. You know, we, we've been talking to each other, uh, you know, in podcast form for years, but really sort of tying it all together, centralizing it around a website, building that from the ground up, uh, creating a bunch of different tools for the community, getting input from the community about things like the Bill of Rights, um, now our monthly surveys, our monthly poll question. Uh, it's it's a really fascinating and interesting experience. And I think the one thing that we both feel pretty strongly about is that we're, we're always learning new stuff as amputees. Um, we're always, you know, you, I, I think that you get disabused of the notion pretty quickly when you enter this world that you know everything and that you will at some point um, gain so much experience that you don't have to listen to other people. Uh, that, that That's right. kind of what Limb Loss teaches you you'll never be able to do. And it teaches you about the importance of community and listening and continually learning. And so um, AMP is a, is, is a platform for us to continue to do that um, while hopefully giving people something that they find useful as well. It's a real two-way street. So I think this is a great one to be thankful for. Yes. And, and me, my number five, I am going with Headspace. Headspace is a meditation app that I have used on and off for probably five to six years now. Um, it is a fantastic way when you are dealing with all of the craziness in the world around us, in your family life, uh, trying to balance family and work. Um, it's, it is a wonderful way for me every day, 20 minutes to just disconnect, force myself to stop, slow down and just sort of sit without with, trying not to think about much of anything and being okay with that. And um, I think that it's, I can tell you when I don't get the opportunity to do this every day, I feel a little crazy. feels like things get a little out of control more quickly. Um, and it's, it's been a wonderful thing for my sanity. And there are lots of different apps out there. The one that I use is called Headspace, but I think you've got some experience with this as well. I just discovered um, the meditation apps last month and I started with Simple Habit because I saw it on Shark Tank. Um, so I tried it and I'm hooked and my son Robbie does it with me. We meditate in the morning and then we meditate at night and I will tell you I am already you know like you if I don't if I don't have the opportunity to do it, I can tell. I'm, I feel more on edge. And those days when I'm being pulled in a hundred different directions and I feel like, you know, everything is spinning out of control. If I can just hide in a room for five minutes, this app really has helped me recenter and reground myself and keep going. And it's just, it's been a game changer for me. And I know for my 11 year old who has some issues with test anxiety and things like that, that his teacher told me that she sees him now kind of breathing himself down and calming himself down when he gets anxious and nervous. And it's really helping. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well. And I'll say, you know, there, I know that for people who sort of 
look at the world of meditation as this crazy far Eastern thing that is inherently religious and therefore, you know, foreign and undesirable and, and making some sort of statement about your worldview. All I'm going to say is I'll speak for the Headspace app. I don't know simple habits, but the Headspace app is really, it's secular. There's nothing remotely religious about it. It is just about, Hey, let's sit, you know, sit down. We'll talk you through for 20 minutes or 10 minutes, however long you want to do it. Really. We'll talk you through how to sort of get some space and, and, try to reclaim some sanity in a world that, um, especially with with cell phones and all the pings and, and alerts that we get every day, constantly pulling at our attention, just being able to, ironically, through a cell phone app, being able to disconnect from all of that for 15 to 20 minutes in a totally non-religious way is really nice. It's it's been a game changer for me. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it continues to develop and impact my life in the coming year. So I think that's a very good choice for you. Um, definitely, um, it's something that I'm enjoying as well. And if you are feeling like you are interested in exploring, you know, meditation, we encourage you to check out the different apps a lot. Mo- I know Simple Habit has a free trial. I'm assuming Headspace does. Yeah, Headspace, I know you can use their, they have sort of a starter kit, which you could use forever for free. Um, If you want to get to the, if you want to get to more specific packs or a broader set of stuff, then it enters the pay realm. But in theory, you could always do it for free as long as you use the base ones. All right. right. Let's go to number four. All right. So number four, um, I am thankful for my prosthesis because it allows me to be active and ambulatory and the kind of person that I really want to be. I want to be able to be that mom who runs around on the playground and takes care of the kids and carries in the wood and cleans the house and just kind of manages everything without having to use any other assisted devices. And my prosthetic like really helps me do that. So I'm very, very thankful that, that I have the tools that I need. In order yes. To I, I, I will have a, an entry later on that is in, in a similar vein, though it's not a prosthesis specifically, but plainly having the ability to, be mobile in the world and uh, get out of the house and and do everything that we want to do. Whatever the tool is, um, is is very important and deserving to be in the top five things to be thankful for. All right, my number four yes. is music. I am uh, I am a pretty buttoned up person emotionally in general. And ever since I've been a kid, music has been the sort of the, the one thing that allows me to cut loose or to get some catharsis because I don't really release it verbally um, or in any other logical, normal human way. So I've been into music my whole life. I've, I've always uh, listened to a, a bunch of different stuff. I've always really gotten into it and I tend to go down rabbit holes with particular artists and I'm very lucky. I've got two sons who are both um, very musically inclined and uh, they're both vocalists and, 
and Max, who recorded recorded the uh, intro and outro music for us, uh, you know, has been in a band and has released stuff on on all of the you know major you know digital outlets. And it's really, really cool. I mean, I've I've sat. I, I just spent yesterday for an hour sitting with Max as he played on these massive speakers in our in our TV room. As he played a lot of stuff that he's been working on recently, and listening to it, and just hearing, you know, what he's thinking about and what he's trying to do, and watching him be in the moment with the music. And I'm sitting there listening to lyrics, saying, "Wow, you know, like this is my kid who's writing stuff that actually has meaning to him." And is able to express himself in this amazing way. I just can't get enough of it. I mean, whether it's going to concerts with my kids, whether it's just listening to music in the car, this for me is a is a big, big thing that I've never really thought about, Peggy, until I sat down to do this exercise. And I'm like, music's a really big part of my life, even though I don't think of it because it's just sort of omnipresent. Yeah, right. it's not the Wiggles, just so Very we're clear. Cool. I'm not listening to the Wiggles. No, there's not much Bon Jovi on my list. I have one Bon Jovi song in all of my playlists. Uh, What is it? It's the one. It was their big power ballad that uh, was the uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. That was what it was. Yeah. It's it's my favorite Bon Jovi song. How about that? I'll I'll leave it at that. Okay. We'll just go with that. All right. Number three. Right. Number three. Um, so I am thankful for the internet because uh, for a lot of reasons, it has really helped me reconnect with friends that I've lost touch with. It has helped me continue friendships with people who mean a great deal to me. Um, it's helped us launch it amped, um, but it also enables me to work from home. So I feel like because of the internet, I really have the best of both worlds. I'm able to work in a, in a job that I feel very passionate about and with a community that I feel extremely passionate about. At the same time, I'm able to stay home and take care of my kids and my family. And I don't have to hit DC traffic every day. And I get to work in my pajamas when I need to. Uh, and it's all because of the internet. And when it goes out, I definitely feel it. We lost internet for a few days over the summer and I actually had to pack up and go to visit my mom for a week um, because I do need it to, to be able to work. So yeah. And the other thing the internet does obviously is it allows, it allows us and other people in the community to disseminate information in ways that you could never do 15, 20 years ago. It's, it's impossible. I think if there are any listeners to our podcast who are under the age of 30, it's probably impossible to comprehend a world in which this wasn't the reality. But when I started my career, this is going to now be the old guy get off my lawn speech. But when I started as an attorney, the internet, as we know, it really didn't exist. I can remember, you know, basically all it was for me, at least, was the opportunity to uh, go and see the same headlines that were on TV on a computer screen. And that was pretty much it. I mean, I went to college and we didn't have, Mm -hmm. it was like the first generation of real Mac computers. 
So uh, the, the internet really didn't exist at that point in, in anything approaching the current form. So just being able to disseminate information broadly and find an audience for it and know that, know that you can push content out is a radical, radical change that, you know, when even when I first became an amputee wasn't like what it is today. Me either. So, I mean, this redefined community and it's definitely redefined community in those smaller niche audiences like the limb loss community that, you know, it's very easy to feel alone and to feel like you're the only one in your small area. But when you log on to the internet, you can see the vast community that's available to support you and to answer questions. Yeah, it's amazing. You can find a forum for literally everything. It's just, it's awesome. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, my number three, I'm going very narrow here. It's a very specific item, but it's important. And my number three thing that I am thankful for is soft-soled shoes. Because I have had the experience in the not-so-distant past, i.e. in the last few weeks, I was wearing some dress shoes, which had harder heels, and boy, was I miserable. I was like, why am I wearing these shoes? Why do I still own these shoes? I know the answers to both of those questions is because I liked the way they looked, but really disregarded the fact that they're impossible to walk in as an amputee. Soft-soled shoes, nice rubber soles, really soft, give a lot. Nice and spongy when you hit the ground. I'm telling you, as an above-knee amputee, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. So, again, it's <laughs> narrow. It's not going to change the world. But it's very, very practical. That's my number. That's my number three. There you go. All right. Number two. Um, I... This year in particular, I'm extraordinarily thankful for Children's Hospital in D.C. and for the Children's Hospital Network, uh, basically across the country. Um, my, my youngest, Timmy, has gone through some health issues this year, uh, was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, um, and knowing that Children's has been right there and has really been walking our hand, you know, holding my hand and walking with us through this entire journey has just been very comforting. And knowing that, that we have the leaders in pediatrics right in our back door. And, you know, when you have a three-year-old who has to go to the hospital for tests and, you know that they're going to hurt and your kid isn't afraid to go because the doctors and nurses make it fun. And he has fun waiting in the waiting room, right? Because he loves the toys and the slides and, and the people and they give them coloring books and it is such a kid centric place. And there, there's so much reason in that hospital that you should feel sad, but the, the staff make it so that you, instead of feeling sad and hopeless, you feel empowered. And, um, you know, Timmy is doing much better. And I know it. Yep. I I certainly can't argue with that one. What's amazing, Peggy, is how the hospital experience is changing and how much um, all hospitals, not just children's hospitals, are now focused really on patient experience and trying to make 
uh, every element of of the time you spend at a hospital from intake forward into something that is not what we associate with hospitals and healthcare traditionally. Um, it's really, really, um, this is one of the, the ways in which healthcare is, is changing for the better. We, we spend a lot of time focused on all of the potentially negative things that could happen, that are happening. There's a lot of focus on everything that's broken in the U.S. healthcare system. And believe you me, there's plenty that's broken. But one of the things that isn't broken is how progressive healthcare leaders in, in these types of systems are in trying to change the experience from one that is this really horrific transaction to one that is uh, welcoming and warm and supportive. And, you know, obviously a single doctor, a single nurse can have a profound impact one way or the other on how you feel about that experience. But this is a, this is a major, major change. Yes. It's, it's, it's incredible. It really is. And, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but we are All so right. thankful that, that they're there when we need them. So, All right. so yours is kind of, yeah. In that it's, um, if you look at what it was and what it is, it's two radically different things. things. And, and you, you talked about your prosthesis earlier. My number two is prosthetic technology generally. And I'm lucky in that I get to sort of, I get to see the intersection of this with, um, from both the manufacturing side, since that's my day job and as a patient and whether you're talking about upper extremity, lower extremity, um, the, the, the changes just since I've become an amputee 20 years ago, almost 21 years ago now, the changes that I've seen and that I benefit from every step every day are really, really mind-bending. Um, a lot of people, I think, in the public at large now think that all amputees use computerized uh, limbs and powered stuff, and, and that's certainly not the case yet. But the reality is that Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, those products were just hitting the market. And like so much of the technology world, you know, stuff has become smaller, faster, better, more intelligent. Um, I started my life as an amputee wearing a hydraulic knee and a very, you know, not basic, but a very, um, at what today would be considered kind of an old school energy storing foot. And I've gone from that to microprocessor knees, um, to more dynamic feet, to powered prosthetics now. That's what I use every day to get around with a really, really sophisticated mechanical foot that does things that, you know, my old feet couldn't do. And I, I remember how I used to feel at the end of a day when I was younger and in much better shape. I remember how beat up I was at the end of a day using the older technology and um, the the innovations that have been made and the the benefits they provide can't be overstated they have real practical consequences if you use them every day over time and we're very lucky i think to be alive in a time where this kind of progress has happened because if you look from roughly the time I became an APT, call it 1996, probably early 90s, back to the 19, 1950s, there were really no profound changes in prosthetics that were anywhere close to the type of leap that we've seen 
over the last 20 years, Peggy. I think, I think you could really sort of look at everything from 90 forward as radically different than anything up until all the way back to the Civil War. Definitely. Uh, you know, there's really, there's never been a better time in history to be an amputee, and it's only going to improve from this point. Um, it's still frustrating, yes, access to, te- access to this technology as, as the new technology comes on board, um, access to it is going to And what's amazing, though, is just how far away we still are from is, really replicating what the biological body can do. I was just talking to uh, someone who who's in our product management department at my company and was just commenting on, yeah, we've got these super sophisticated devices. And yet, you know, as, as an above the knee amputee, we have no knee that is a true ball and socket knee that allows you to, for example, move laterally really, really well, the same way a regular knee would. Um, the gap between the most sophisticated stuff today and the human body is still enormous. So there's plenty of room to improve, and, and hopefully we'll see that improvement in the coming years. But it, it is, you know, the changes have been substantial. Uh, let me see what I got for you, Peggy, here. Um, see if I can choose something different. All what right. do we have? Do we have a drum roll? Um, I normally do the ballpark our options are really limited here Peggy we could do dramatic piano it's not really inspiring it's just dramatic alright that's not a good number one well or we could do the that okay here we go ballpark alright number one that's a joke take that my number one is i am thankful for my family and my friends um it's been a difficult year there's been a lot of of with issues with timmy going on uh some issues with me and uh transitions with jobs and there's been times in my life where i felt like everything has been spiraling out of control And just when I feel like I'm going to be swept up in the tornado of chaos, there's always been somebody there to kind of pull me back and to help me. And I, I really don't have the words to express the gratitude that I feel towards my family members and my friends. And Dave, you're, you and Kara are definitely among them who have really helped us out. Um, Very thankful for it. Uh, just the support, you know, it means well, a lot. Well, A, and thank you for even thinking of me and Kara in the same breath as your family. That's very nice. Um, and we feel the same way about you guys. Um, this is obviously sort of a no-brainer number one. If this isn't number one for everyone, it should be. It's not my number one, not because it isn't actually the most important thing to me, but simply because I knew that you would pick this. And um, I also knew that I spend a lot of time I think pretty publicly calling out the role that my family and friends have played um, in my life since becoming an amputee. So I, I wanted to do something a little different, but this is absolutely an appropriate, worthy number one pick. I have no qualms with this, Peggy. 
<laughs> Not that you care. I mean, I don't know what it would mean if I did. <laughs> so yeah. my number one yeah. is the, th- the number one thing I am way, thankful for glad. actually is <laughs> limb loss itself. And in particular, the perspective that limb loss has brought to my life. I think back to the kind of person I was and what my goals were the night before my accident occurred and what my life has been like since then. And it really feels like that's a very different person who had this incredibly narrow and really, um, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, very narrow view of the world and a view that was really just sort of naive. It it didn't really, I had no understanding of what was really important. And after my accident, and I think anyone who's gone through amputation or anyone who's grown up with limb difference and who sort of has had to deal with the challenges growing up that that can create, recognizes that a lot of things that the Uh, the quote average person says are a big deal are really not a big deal. And that has been incredibly liberating. I never would have gotten involved in a career where I started it. Yeah. I mean, I started my own business when I was 31, 32 with a, with a partner and I never would have done that if I hadn't lost my limb. I, I went into a world that was technology based when I was an English major. And I never would have done that if I hadn't lost my limb. And I met, I've met thousands of people who I never would have been lucky enough to meet and who've taught me so much about myself and about what's important and about the things that we should be valuing and emphasizing. And again, that's a result of limb loss. And I would not trade that for anything or anyone. And, and I, I'll close this, this little rant with uh, a story that I know I've told before, Peggy, but it's really important to me. And that is, you know, a year after I lost my leg, I drove to the beach in the middle of the work day and I sat in frigid, windy weather. It was a gorgeous, it was beautiful, but just freezing cold. And I'm sitting on the boardwalk on a bench, um, watching the waves crash. And I'm trying to get my head around you know, 12 months ago today, I lost my leg. And I remember driving home that night and I'm just sitting in traffic. And all of a sudden I had this like flash and it was this realization that if I could have my leg back, but I'd lose everything, I'd lose everything I learned. I would forget everything I learned. I would not remember the people I'd met, the experiences I'd had, and the the things that were now important to me. If all that went out the window, I said, I don't, I wouldn't want my leg back. I would rather be an amputee the rest of my life. And that was a really, at the time, I can remember telling people that, and they looked at me like I was insane. And I knew I was right. I knew that for me, that was the right answer. And that is an incredible gift. I, I felt like I packed about 50 years of life experience right. into 12 months and I'm still learning and I'm still gaining that experience. And I'm, I'm so thankful to all the people I meet who, who helped me along that way. But man, oh man, it really, really emphasizes what's important and has allowed me to live a much more complete and fulfilling life than I would have otherwise. <laughs> I've wow. 
I've thought about this one a little bit. I agree, though. I mean, I, I think that, that I know. I mean, I was like, you know, I pick I guess I picked the, the obvious one and you definitely delve deeper. I, I agree. I think, um, you know, just from a personal perspective, I'm a completely different person than I was even prior to the injury that led to my amputation. Um, yeah. But it's, Ooh, it's uh, be more specific. That, that'd be a great <laughs> Meaning, just just delving into that a little bit more. Like, if you could go back in time and and enter that time machine, would would you do it? I would love to hear from other people, and and you know, if there's like a marker, you know. Because obviously, like after two months, you probably yeah. would have. Yeah, it's a, that that's action, a great question. I, I will tell you, I, I found, no, I've told this story to different people I've met along the way or shared this view. And for the most part, I mean, I, it's very rare that I find someone who says, you know, I hear you, but I, I just, I, I'll take my leg back. I would much rather have that and lose everything that I learned. I, I don't need to learn that way. I've had very few people say that. And I, and Yet, and on the other hand, I, I can think of so many people who, when I relate this to them, they just, they, you can see their eyes get wide and they start nodding. It's like, yeah, no, I get it. I'm the same way. Um, I think people, I, I, I think people who really, um, you know, have fully yeah. adjusted and who are comfortable in their skin post amputation or um, just with their life, ha- you know, being born with limb difference. I, I really think that a lot of people view it through the same lens. I just don't think they probably live in their head the same way that I do. Cause I, I, you said, you said you chose the obvious stuff. You chose the right stuff for your top five. Your stuff is the right stuff. I am, <laughs> to, uh, I am way too, in my own head in general, um, which is sort of useful as an intellectual exercise, but I'm not sure how practical it is. Well, I, I think you, you picked a fantastic number one. So, because I think it also, you know, you're also thankful for, for the life that you have now because of that and for the type of person that you are. And I think that's all encompassing under, you know, you're directing it back. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. That's for sure. What has brought you on this journey? Very cool. Yes. It would be excellent if people would be willing to share that with us. Could they Peggy? Is there a way for them to do that? Yes. And yeah, there is. You can email us directly, ampedpod at gmail.com. You can use the contact us link on our website, <laughs> ampedpod. You did what I did last week. Did ampedpod yeah. at gmail.com is our email. Did I say that correctly? Okay. Ampedpod at gmail.com is our email address. <laughs> ampedpod.com yes. is You're our killing it now. You're killing website. it. Website. At AmpedPod is our Twitter. I got this. I can do this. Listen to Amped is our Facebook handle. Um, you can 
connect with me through Amputee Mommy. You can connect with Dave through Limblogger. Please. Uh, we're and, out there. And Peggy, we're we should, you know, with. Tell us we should, we should share are. some of these We'd on social media know. in the coming days, up to and including Thanksgiving. Awesome. Absolutely. We that was a good one, Peggy. Absolutely. We definitely will. All right. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and gets ready to go out and tackle those sales. I know that Dave is planning on, you know, you know me so well. Standing in line Thanksgiving you night. You know, I'm going to bring a, I'm going to bring a chair. I'm going to sit right? in front of Best Buy and I'm going to get my TV <laughs> for a hundred dollars less. I will not be doing that. I will not be doing anything close to that. There you go. Carry the flag for consumer culture for AMP, please. Be, I will be I will be in line at Kohl's, actually. No. <laughs> I, I awesome. Have Everyone have a fantastic Thanksgiving. If you're traveling, product, please be safe, drive safe, fly safe, and we'll talk to you again next week with a new podcast. Take care. <laughs>